welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Uh, here going solo today, guys, uh, just doing a quick recap of the round one of the NFL draft and how it's going to come uh, back and affect some of these dynasty rankings. Uh, forgive me, my voice sounds a little bit raspy. It was an exciting time yesterday watching the draft. Uh, came away with a lot of info, uh, a couple surprises, not as many receivers as we thought possible coming into the first round. Uh, you know, really good names still out there for today. Marquise Lee being probably top of the list. Really interested in seeing where Jordan Matthews is going to go. And we're also going to see, you know, a lot of running backs come off the the board today. But let's talk about what happened yesterday. Big surprise right out the gates uh, at number three with Blake Bortles going to the Jaguars. And I had Blake Bortles as my number three quarterback on my board. And that doesn't change anything going to Jacksonville. Uh, he should be able to, you know, probably sit for a year behind Chad Henney. Uh, Justin Blackman, who knows what's going on with him. So his situation, it's still not the most ideal situation um, there in Jacksonville for him. And for me, I, again, I don't see Blake Bortles' position. Him going to Jacksonville doesn't change anything for me whatsoever. Um, so he's still going to be my number three quarterback on my board. And, you know, I did have Teddy Bridgewater as my number one quarterback. He still ended up going up in his first round at number 32 to Minnesota. And, you know, I really like him there. I really like the situation he's in uh, with a really good running back at Adrian Peterson, Corderell Patterson. I still look for them to get to another wide receiver. So um, I, do have, I do have Teddy Bridgewater and Johnny Manziel right there neck and neck. Uh, I like Manziel's situation going to Cleveland a little bit better just because he's surrounded by more playmakers. He's got a better offensive line. Uh, he's got, you know, Josh Gordon, he's got Jordan Cameron, he's got Ben Tate in the backfield. Look for them to add a receiver today with that number 35 pick as well, uh, with the addition of Andrew Hawkins and Nick Burleson. Uh, Johnny Football is in a good spot long-term. I see him sit in the year as well, and Brian Hoyer being a starter this year, but I, I'd like Manziel's situation better than Teddy Bridgewater's. Even though I like Teddy Bridgewater talent more than Manziel, so I'm going to leave them neck and neck and uh, let let each buyer know there's really no right or wrong. Fantasy value-wise, I I would probably put Manziel slightly ahead of Teddy Bridgewater just as we speak. Um, as a Browns fan, I probably have a little bit of bias towards that as well. So I'd probably take Manziel slightly ahead of Teddy B, but it, there's no really right or wrong in that situation. Um Got a lot of tweets yesterday, a lot of questions. Wow, you know, Sammy Watkins going to Buffalo. Tra- Buffalo giving up two first, which is crazy to move up four, you know, the move up four spots to get Sammy Watkins. Just shows, just goes to show you how great Sammy Watkins is. And you know, I'm I'm hearing today that he was actually the number one player on most people's boards, uh, NFL teams' boards. So you know, I've been a big Sammy Watkins honk since his freshman year, and. You know, is Buffalo the most ideal situation for him? Would that Cleveland be more ideal or, you know, St. Louis possibly? But I, I see he he's still the clear-cut number one fantasy football dynasty prospect out there in my eyes, and I'd still take him number one overall without any hesitation. 
you give you don't draft a guy and trade up another first not to focus your offense around him. It's going to be great for EJ Manuel. Uh, he will be the number one receiver there just because it's in Buffalo. Doesn't mean anything. You can still succeed there. Uh, they still have a really good running back. They still have Robert Woods. Uh, look for them to still grab a tight end. And I see Sammy Watkins being a very productive receiver for his in, for a very long time. And you should have no worries whatsoever. Even start to flip flop on that and think, ah, oh, maybe we should take Tampa Bay uh, and Mike Evans. No, still take t- Sammy Watkins number one. He's the best. Uh, doesn't change anything. Uh, as far as Mike Evans goes, he does land in a spot that we all predicted he would be in Tampa Bay, which is a good spot for him. We still want to see what Tampa Bay is going to do. They got Josh McGowan there. They might even wait till next year to get a quarterback. But he, he doesn't have as much pressure as Sammy Watkins because, you know, Vincent Jackson is the clear-cut number one. And Mike Evans will be the number two there. And Mike Evans, I still love him. I mean, if you have the second round, the second overall pick in your dynasty rookie draft, it, that's a very good consolation prize to have in Sammy Watkins. I know there's some people out there that have Evans ahead of Watkins. I don't see it. But you know, if I if I had an opportunity to trade up the number two to get Evans, I'd be just as happy. I mean, this guy's definitely going to produce. Uh, he's a top ten NFL pick. He has an opportunity to be a top ten dynasty fantasy football receiver as well. He's got the size. He's got the hands. He's going to a warm weather team. Uh, you know, they got Doug Martin there as well. So it's it's a really good landing spot for Mike Evans, and he's still the clear cut number two. Now, unless you need a running back. It's going to depend on, you know, where some of these running backs go. Carlos Hyde, and where does he, does he land in Tennessee? Can he land in Atlanta? And it's going to be preference where it goes to number three. And I know a lot of people are going to ride me and call and tell me that I'm wavering on it because I was not big on Brandon Cooks whatsoever. I'm not a big, small receiver guy. But the best-case scenario just happened to Brandon Cooks. The Saints traded up in the first round to draft him, and he landed in the best situation. He's going to a genius of a coach, offensive coach in Sean Payton. He's got one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in Drew Brees. He's got Marcus Colston. He's got, you know, a solid running game with Pierre Thomas and Jimmy Graham to offset that. So he 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 has he's not gonna be double teamed ever. You know, you gotta focus on Jimmy Graham and Brandon Cooks is not only gonna come away and take some of those Darren Sproles split outs, but he's an excellent route runner. Uh size, you know, size can't worry you with worry me with Cooks. When Darren Sproles had such such success in New Orleans, so going from a, not a big on Brandon Cooks guy earlier podcast, I'd say I'd probably take this guy possibly off my board too. If you took Brandon Cooks number three overall, I I got no arguments with that. I I can see it, and he's he's probably gonna, honestly with his route running skills, he's going to produce right away. Uh, he's going to find success right away, and this guy. Is absolutely now. I'm telling you, he's worth the number worth the number three overall pick. Now, would I take him number three overall? No, but again, I would. I'd say he's for sure top six. I love Odell Beckham. You know, the, Odell Beckham and I'm going to the Giants. He's another receiver taken here in the first round. And you know, I was a fan of Odell Beckham at the get go, and now going to the Giants, that really it's a really good spot for him for him to take over Hakeem Nicks. He's more talented than Hakeem Nicks. Victor Cruz. Uh, him and Victor Cruz should make a really good combo. Uh, I, I again, I'd say, I, if you asked me this year, I'd say Cooks would have more fantasy points than Odell Beckham. Uh, long term wise, dynasty value. If it came down to me, I'd probably still have Beckham ahead of Cooks slightly. And I don't know. I mean, again, I mean Brandon Cooks in New Orleans to me is like best 
case scenario. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, I mean, again, I'd, I'd consider him there at three and four. Now, my number three prospect, and a guy is, and we all know how I am. I've written about it on DynastyNerds.com many times about the tight end position, how important it is, and Eric Ebron. I remember I was talking, I was arguing with somebody on Twitter before, and this guy guaranteed me that Ebron would not be drafted by the Lions. And that's where I said his best case scenario was, you know, with the emergence of Foria, them resigning Pettigrew, you know, that was all kind of a moot point now because, you know, the Lions saw the talent available there and they jumped on it. I mean, Ebron is an athletic freak. He's tall. He's like almost 6'6". Six, six. Uh, he can catch the ball well. He's going to a dome. He's going somewhere where Calvin Johnson will always be the focal point. Uh, you know, Ebron's going to take some pressure off of Calvin a little bit, and Calvin's for certainly going to take off the pressure of Ebron. They just signed Golden Tate. They have two really good backs in Jack Bell and Reggie Bush. Uh, he's going to a great situation, and we all know, besides Gronk, hardly any tight end comes in and finds success in the first year. You're looking anywhere, you know, 600 yards in a rookie year would be pretty successful for a tight end. I see Ebron bucking that trend. I really do. Uh, I see him coming in and helping right away. Not you know, I can see him putting low-end top 10 tight end numbers up this year. Um, I think they're going to utilize him in offense. They've already said they're going to try and utilize him like Jimmy Graham. And if this guy turns into the next Jimmy Graham, guys, I mean, he's he's invaluable. I mean, he's just unsellable. I mean, just look, think about what you would give for Jimmy Graham. Um, so I'd move Eric Ebron up to number three on my board, personally. I'm bullish on there. And again, we'll see where these backs go as well. Cause I still have Carlos Hyde up there pretty well. So maybe like around four, anywhere from that three to five categories where I have Ebron. Um, and we, we still got to see, because I said before, like if Dante Moncrief or some of these later guys, I thought the Saints might go receiver later. For them trading up in the first, again, I mean, Brandon Cooks, guys, I mean, this guy is talking about, talking about a complete flip-flop feeling on having that guy. So um, I'd probably take Ebron ahead of him. Adele Beckham and Cooks, I'd, I'd, I might flip a coin. And I'd still, I'd still it's hard to say. I'd, I, the more I think about it, I'd, I'd kind of go the Cooks way. Um, but Ebron, I don't think his, val- his value, hit, Cooks and Ebron's value definitely jumped a lot because of this first-round draft. And, you know, some people I've said, well, Kelvin Benjamin, his stock goes up because he went to Carolina. Now, that's where I feel different. Uh, you know, with his at 23 and, you know, some drop issues, I still i am a big fan of Kelvin Benjamin. I had him pretty high on my board. But I do not, the one thing I don't like about his situation, he's going to Carolina. He's going to be the number one receiver out the gates in Carolina. And I just don't think that's a good thing for Kelvin Benjamin. I just don't. Now, for him, he's going to be boom or bust. I mean, if he's going to be, if he goes in there and he does find success, this guy's going to be a superstar. And wherever you draft him, it's going to be a steal. And, but it just worries me that going into a situation where you're going to be the focal point on offense and you're going to be the number one receiver, and I just feel like he's not completely ready for that, and I think he needs some tutelage, and I think he's going to need a little bit to come along. Um, I do like his long I'm still a fan of Kelvin Benjamin. I'm not as happy as most on his landing spot uh, in Carolina. I, don't, I, I, would, I would like to see somebody more like Marquise Lee there. Somebody else that was more ready to come in and start right away. And I just feel like he's not. And I understand what Carolina did there. I see, uh, I see the upside in Kelvin Benjamin, too. Um, but as far as dynasty value, it's, I don't think it's somebody that I'd want to roll 
the dice on on where he's probably going to get drafted in the first round. Um, I'd probably want to take a safer pick. Um, again, I'm I'm still real interested to see where Marquis Lee goes, where Jordan Matthews goes, um, guys like that, over somebody like Kelvin Benjamin. Um, he'll provide value somewhere if he starts to slip. He's definitely somebody I jump on. But him being a first rounder in Carolina for their situation, I mean, people are just going to really eat that up and jump on it. Uh, but it's a, it's a good spot for him. Um, so you know, we saw three quarterbacks go in the first round. Three quarterbacks we saw. We saw the receivers that we all anticipated going in the first round that we thought would go in the first round. So that, you know, there's, again, I didn't, I didn't anticipate Marquise Lee slipping out. I thought Jordan Matthews would get his way up in there as well, um, possibly, but he didn't. And no running backs went, and, you know, those days are pretty much behind us. These running backs going high. Now if you're a first, second rounder, you're pretty much considered like a top 10 pick if you go high in the second round and guaranteed starter. Uh but definitely an exciting time yesterday. Um, I was definitely feeling the emotion, ups and downs. You could tell my voice. I was I was yelling a lot. Uh, you know, the Browns were all over the place making trades. A lot of teams moving around. Um, a lot of spots we thought these guys would go in uh, that they didn't. A lot of defensive backs going. Nine defensive backs going in this first round. The most, two more than that has ever gone in the first round. And it shows, you know, that this is switching to a passing game. And, you know, being at where, yeah, these receivers are important, but these defensive backs are just as important because you need somebody to cover these guys. And what we were talking about, I think Matt and I at Dynasty, Matt, were talking earlier about, yeah, maybe people are going to get that feeling is this receiving class is so deep, I can wait to the second round and still get a first-round talent. I can wait to the third round and still get pretty good value there. And there's still a lot of, you know, Devontae Adams, Monte, Dante Moncrief, there's still a lot of good names out there at the receiver position. A lot. I mean, there's still a lot of teams out there that need receivers. Um, we still got some more tight ends out there. Where are these guys going to go? You know, where's Farron Jenkins going to go? Where's Amaro going to go? Uh, so there's a lot to be excited tonight about as well. Um, at uh, Benton just did wrote an article about you know does draft where they get drafted in the NFL does it affect fantasy value? And he showed that first round picks are definitely uh, have find more success in the NFL than you know later round picks and. Again, this is such a deep draft. We're going to get really good value in the second round, and we're going to see these, you know, the important running back position and some of these receivers really start to fly off the board here in the next two rounds, and it's going to really affect these dynasty rankings. Again, we've already seen them change drastically. Uh, you know, a lot of people out there, they already had Brandon Cooks higher, but it doesn't change anything for us. He was always our number three. Here at Dynasty Nerds, I know we were a little bit bullish on him because of size and everything, but now he's, he's going to skyrocket. Eric Ebron's going to go up a little. Again, I think my uh, quarterback rankings, mine might change a little bit on the Johnny Manziel um, situation, and I think Manziel will succeed in Cleveland. I think Teddy Bridgewater will succeed in Minnesota. Um, I'm still not sure. I, I, think, I think Blake Bortles will succeed in Jacksonville. Uh, they're still going to surround him with a little bit more talent. Still, we still have to see what's going to happen now with that knucklehead Justin Blackman. Uh, Toby Gerhardt's definitely going to have to answer it running back. So his his situation's not the greatest. Do they end up moving to LA? Um so yeah, Bortles is still my number three. And Sammy Watkins still love him. Still love him. I know the guy we, we had a party yesterday and a guy the number one pick in one of our leagues. He he asked. He's like, Do I still take Sammy number one? And I I told him, I was like, Absolutely. Absolutely you still take Sammy number one. I mean, it, it again it, it, I think that what they did just emphasizes again how good Sammy Watkins is 
that for a receiver, you trade your future one and four to move up four spots to get. I mean, they said he was obviously the number one guy on their board, and they went out and get him. And kudos to them. Uh, and you know, hopefully, he pans out, and I think he will. I mean, there's not a hole in that guy's game. There, there's really not. And Mike Evans again. He was. We all thought he was going to go Tampa Bay, and he's still the number two receiver. Number three is going to come down to personal preference. If you're looking for my uh, big board in order out of just the first round, it's going to go Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Eric Ebron, Brandon Cooks, Odell Beckham, and then I would probably put Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, Kelvin Benjamin, and uh, then Blake Bortles. And Kelvin Benjamin, I I should probably have him, you know, always put a receiver, a young receiver that went first round ahead of these quarterbacks. And realistically, after I sit down and do some more analysis, that's where it'll probably be. Uh, but you got to like the landing spots of these guys. And we're going to see, I mean, Derek Carr to the Texans, that's a really good situation as well with Nuck Toppet, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Andre Johnson there. And Jimmy Garoppolo. What's New England going to do at quarterback? Well, these some of these teams that have established quarterbacks. Where do these guys go? Those are Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's and Derek Carr's. Um, but we got a lot to learn tonight, and we'll recap that as one. We just want to do a quick podcast here to give you our thoughts and instant analysis on what happens in the first round. If the second and third round are anywhere near exciting as the first round, I mean, just get that bucket of popcorn, crack a beer, sit back, enjoy the show. I know we did last night, and I can't wait for tonight. So, all right, guys, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Again, you know, follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich if you've got any draft questions, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.